You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hey, Jordan, your usual drink tonight? Yes, thank you. So, where's Eric and Ryan? Uh, They're on their way. I wanted to listen to your latest podcast, but where can I download the episodes again? You can download all of our episodes at movieguyspodcast.podme.com. You can also find us on every social media platform. Every social media platform? That's awesome. Hey, it looks like your friends are here. Let me get the first round for you guys. So I think tonight we're going to do something a little bit different with the guys' podcast. Just a little bit. Because we're going to give her a popper rating. But... Eric and I both really, really like Starship Troopers. We both read the book. We like Starship Troopers. But Ryan's never seen this all the way through. And I'm really curious on just his overall opinion on Starship Troopers. Eric, how the hell are you doing? Uh, I'm doing real good. I'm excited to talk about this one. This is a unique movie for me because I got to enjoy it twice in my life. Kind of uh, one as a... As a, as a kid, and I get to enjoy all the bright colors and the big explosions and the unnecessary violence. Unnecessary, but necessary gore and violence. And uh, as an adult, when I get to understand uh, what the beauty of the Federation was. Ryan, uh, are you a citizen or a civilian? Uh, I would probably be a citizen. Uh, I, but who knows? I could get I could get swept up in the, the fervor and the propaganda. It could easily get me. Oh yeah, well, a citizen is is the one that defends uh, the Federation, and a civilian is, um, you know, one of the freeloaders. You you earn your citizenship and your right to have a say in how the society runs by joining the military and fighting fighting the bugs. You earn your right yes. to vote if you're a you get a lot of different things if you are a citizen, and one of them is the right to vote. And to have babies, and to go to college, and to just have a well, basic... You could do all that one. stuff as a, as a civilian. As a citizen. Or as a civilian, yeah. Because she says, the one the one um, lady in the shower says that she joined the forces because she wants to have babies, and it's easier when you're a citizen to get the permits. And uh, Casper Van Dien, Johnny Rico, is uh, his dad wants him to go to Harvard, even though his dad's not a citizen. And Rico's not smart enough to go to Harvard, as we know. But maybe, maybe they have a lower they have lower standards for admission into colleges because most people most likely go into the service because they want to be citizens instead of civilians. Maybe, maybe. So, of, of course, everybody, as you know from the title and from tonight, from this discussion so far, we're talking about Starship Troopers. This is the end of our two-part Paul Verhoeven series. Last week, we did RoboCop from 1987. This week, we're doing Starship Troopers from 1997. Ten-year difference. And I like to think that both RoboCop and Starship Troopers are kind of one and the same. Ryan, do you agree with that at all? I mean, they're roughly structured the same. I think that their target, uh, what they kind of satirize is differently. RoboCop kind of gets into fascism slightly, um, not overtly. 
um, that's more of a uh, a cultural satire. It's making fun of like the, that era of American um, society, uh, pop culture, and all that. This is more of like hardcore into poking fun at the military and and how yeah like how propaganda works okay uh, uh, eric same question for you do you do you see how both robocop and this are one of the same do you see how actually a different question for you, eric has paul verhoeven from 87 to 97 changed as a director you think I I think his vision is a bit more clear, and he had a bit more of a say of, of what was going on. Some of them very questionable, uh, but still, I I I think that he just you could see where the technology went, you know, like uh, a lot of it. But uh, the way that the camera moves, the way that the the scenes kind of, kind of just just cut, and everything's just just. Moving every scene has a purpose to tell you what's going on in the story, what's next with these characters. No matter how silly it may be, but that's just where it jumps, jumps, jumps. And this is supposed to be a longer lapse in time. This feels uh, like it's less than two years. That, and right. these guys are just out of high school, under 20, uh, under 21 years old, and they're still kind of, you know, suddenly just taken over. It's supposed to be a, over a, a greater lapse, as you can understand. But um, for the sake of the movie, I think that's that's kind of the fun in this is that the director was just having fun with this, dude. This, like, give me a big gun and sh- let me shoot some fucking bugs. Are you serious? This is, this is like a video game, and that's why it's just like stimulation overload. And I think he had fun with it. You know what? I I have said still to this day that um, Terminator Two: Judgment Day '91. You watch that movie now. And the special effects still look flawless compared to a lot of movies nowadays. There is a lot of issues with this comes to special effects in this movie, but the bugs still look fucking great. Yeah, they me, really did. Me, it did. No, you're I mean, you're all right. Of them, all of them, all of them. Uh, the flying ones, the big tanker ones that had the flamethrowers, the actual just drone bugs, they looked still decent. I mean, the brain bug looked pretty bad. Well, we'll but overall, we'll get into that. I'm sure. We're gonna. So, Ryan, this is why I think it's gonna be a different show. Because I want to know what you think, truly, of Starship Troopers. I mean, I think it's a pretty good movie. I don't think it's. Wow. I don't think it's okay. Close to Paul Verhoeven's best, um, but I think for I think for the time it came out, the cast he has. It's a pretty, it's a pretty solid movie. Um, there's a, there's an obvious focus. It's not unwieldy. It's not going off on tangents. It's a, it has fun sequences of sci-fi action uh, when the, the spaceships, um, like, yeah, when they're in space. Um, it does enough to make you care about the characters, um, but it also, it also has deeper aspects to it than just the surface level drama. That you see, and plus, it's got tits and gore. That's that's all you need to be, make me happy, really. Yeah, but Ryan, you but you have said that you have seen clips or you've seen pieces, but you've never seen this all the way through, and you're seeing it all the way through because of tonight's episode. So, what was it that you didn't want to see it all the way through? Is this because it wasn't your thing? I mean, like this is this is something that is not up your alley because I think this movie is so up your alley. No, 
this is something I would gravitate towards. I just never, never got around to it. Um, like I've seen, I would say I've probably seen most of Paul Verhoeven's movies. This, uh, like I've seen, I've seen Showgirls, Basic Instinct, uh, RoboCop, Total Recall, um, all those. Then the the Dutch ones I talked about last week. I just never got around to this one. Um, it's not that I wouldn't say it's that I'm not interested in it or wasn't interested in it. It's just I had other things to watch. Eric, what do you think about uh, NPH here? Neil Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris before How Much Your Mother. This is like only a few years after Dookie Hauser. He looks great in this movie. NPH, man. Uh, a- acting, uh, if you're going to count for that in this movie, uh, it's probably going to be uh, NPH number one, maybe Michael Ironside number two. Uh, after that, it's just downhill from there. This movie, um, I w- I'm going to say is acted... Like, oh, what's a good way of putting it? This movie is, is is acted like the actors are in a softcore porn, and there's no softcore porn in it. It's like the in-between shots. That's how they act in in this one. It's just kind of on script. You could tell, like, Casper uh, Van Dien is just like, you know, the range isn't there. I wonder if there's, you know, a, a day when they were shooting and he's just like, all right, I need more. Casper, give me more. I need more. It's something. And he's, he's well, and he delivers his driest toast line, you know, oh, Carmen, you better stop. You know, and then, then they move on. It's like, all right, well, good enough. We'll, we'll get it in post. We'll put we'll put a bug in there. You know, I'm actually going to agree with you to, to a certain degree on it because I think a lot of actors and a lot of uh, the actors that are playing the characters in this movie are very flat um, because anybody but me got a rapey vibe from Diz. I mean, Diz was straight stalker rape on Casper Van Dien. Right? Just, just weird characters, really. Like, I, I enjoyed... She's rapey. She's rapey. I started to enjoy the other characters. I like uh, Clancy Brown's character, Zim. I, I liked him a lot more. Or uh, um, who's the dude that was in Breaking Bad? Uh, the Henry Dean, Harry Dean, or something like that? Because uh, he plays um, what the lieutenant, right? He, or something like that. He the major? I think he plays a major. No. Uh, yeah, he's at the base at the training. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's, he's the, the one that tells them oh, that gives them the lashing. Ten lashes. Take lashing. You're right. Okay, so so nobody's gonna agree with me that Disney was raping. Nobody's gonna agree with me. I mean, she's very she she puts her foot forward very strongly, but I wouldn't say I got I, I didn't I wouldn't say I got rapey vibes. I'm from gonna her. watch my drink around her, you know. Well, I did, I did because because clearly Rico loves Carmen and she's a out of his league and b she doesn't really care. It's like a high school fling. Every time that they're walking together, Carmen's always talking about being a pilot and joining the flight academy, and she has no interest in Rico at all. He's just the dick of the month. And then while that's going on, you got Dizzy that's like, "Hey, Rico, here's some tits for you." And he's like, "No, I have no, I have no interest." And then she keeps on, uh, keeps on coming, keeps on coming, keeps on coming, and leaves him alone. Question for you, Ryan, since this is the first time you've seen it all the way through. Do you feel that Diz joined the mobile infantry to be with Rico, or do you think it was just a coinkydink? I mean, it's obvious she joined to be with him. I mean, it's hard to say any other conclusion. 
Well, because I, I heard it was the best, sir. I actually agree with her on that one. I, I, I don't think because she, when they all went together, she signed up for something else and she changed, and then she came over there. So maybe, uh, Eric, uh, Gary Busey's sons in this looks just like him. Jake He's Busey. In this movie. Jake Busey is absolutely a darling in this movie. I'm saying that literally. He is amazing. He's fun. He knows the movie that he's in, and I don't think any other actor know any other actors know what movie they're in besides him. He's yeah. great. Ace uh, Ace is a fun character. He he's just uh, he's just there to fight. He's he's kind of uh, well. He just you need you need a bro. You need a Miles to your Sonic, right? You need a Luigi to the Mario, and uh, you got an Ace to the Rico. Right. Okay. So so Ryan. How do you feel of the, let's just say the drones, the drone bug design? What do you think of these? Uh, I mean, I think they're they're nifty. Uh, I don't really have, I don't really have much to say on them. I, like, they look cool. Uh, there are some, I wouldn't necessarily say scary. They're not really scary. Uh, the I do like that there are multiple different kinds of bugs. Like, you have the, like the soldier bugs, the big uh, berserker bugs. Uh, like the tank bugs, and then whatever the, the little tiny crawly thingies are called. Um, like and the then, of course, the, yeah, and then you got the, the big soft one at the end. So, I, like, I, got him. I, I would Go say, ahead. I think I think the, the, the best designed one is the the uh, brain sucker bug. <laughs> the brain, and, and the <laughs> the brain bug. Yeah, I just like, I, I think I think it's designed really well. Not to say, like, oh, because, like, you know, there's some parts of it that, well, what was it? My brother's, um, used to say it was a vagina um but i think like the fact that it has eyes going around and like it's shaped kind of like this it looks like skin right its body looks like skin yeah and so the part where it when neil patrick harris touches it and it says it, it it's uh fear it's scared or it feels fear or whatever he says at the end everyone cheers it's afraid like, just the it's afraid yeah the the reaction that you get from the, like the motorized like eyes on that bug are really great. Like you, like I felt a little sorry for that bug. Well, after uh, he sucked out one of the characters, that's a violent scene too. You should when feel sorry sucked. for these for these bugs because we're watching it. It's uh, made to seem like like we are the aggressor. Very very much. They they even uh, mentioned a few times uh, that a live and let live policy is best because we've instigated every attack. We've set up colonies on their planet and we've invaded their their planet and shit. And they were just defending it. And um, that that's kind Can of how this is how this started. Yeah, Eric, Eric, do you think Buenos Aires was an inside job? <laughs> oh man. Uh it could have been. I don't know. Those meteors don't uh, melt steel beams, or it's conspiracy theory all all around. Yeah, I I actually did find that very interesting that Rico and his high school class and everybody came from South America, like like not your typical suburban American life or like a New York or an LA like something different completely so that makes me interested in the world overall in the world. I mean like where else have these people colonized because if you never would have showed me the map I never would have thought that these people lived in South America well if I actually I, 
no, you go ahead. remember correctly, uh, it's when the veterans um, took over, they uh, enacted a world a world government because they were just assumed they just took over world domination basically, and they enacted the World Federation government, um, and that's just kind of what what that is. Right. One of the things I liked about the movie is that it has the utopia. Like the Federation is a utopia and it doesn't even it doesn't bother to try to present like a dark underbelly to it. Like everything is always bright and shiny. The only downside is you fight these bugs on on a different planet. And most cuz like most sci-fi films that deal with utopias they always they're always masking a dystopia like there's there is a um like there you know the class structure like here we have citizens and civilians um there's always like a rotten underbelly with the forgotten people and so like and they it does not even attempt to do that i thought that was really refreshing i like that It, it presents like this very appetizing very uh enticing uh like gender neutral uh, race neutral society where it's just if the only difference between you is if you went to the military or not they yeah, uh, very interesting. Yeah. they put they they do again uh say over again just because uh uh mr ratchek was talking about how um socializing and 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 talking things is is uh, done it's for the week uh, violence is the only thing that gets things done, and it takes over, and look where we are now. Like it, this is what violence gets you. This is, you know, a, a, a prosperous endeavor. We've taken over everything, and that's kind of this this image of what we have in the in the uh, Clandathu and in, in the the bug planets. There is because these bugs really weren't doing anything, but we violently are just coming in here and be like, nope, we're, we're just gonna take it over. This is our shit now. So. That's just how I guess we survive. This, now, this movie's getting exactly, deep, man. Why exactly are they fighting the bugs? I know that the bugs send their spores, um, like they shoot them into the sky and off into like the space and stuff. But I don't what I don't remember the inciting incident that brought the humans and the Federation against the bugs. I do. I know uh, from the book and from the movie a little bit, but the book spells it out more, Eric. Uh, go with me on this one. Uh, but we've always known the bugs since we've been, you know, doing the exploration of space and everything, you know. Uh, we've always kind of fought the bugs here and there as like little tiny little uh, skirmishes in a way, I guess you would say. But what made the Federation completely go on all-out war is when the bugs sent that meteorite uh, to South America and destroyed that whole area. That's so, the Buena, so the attack on Buenos Aires was the inciting incident to the war. Yes, because the movie, because what I got from the movie was that it's it's been going on for generations. No, no, not at all, not at all. Because if you notice, Rico joined. Okay, so how can I say this clearly without like because well the movie well what makes me think that it's been going on for generations is because you have those newsreels that break up the acts or like the sections of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the beginning they teach, like they're showing you that they're already at war with the bugs. They're not at war. They are at, they're pretty much, like I said, just like at skirmishes. It's like, it's like a conflict. Like, yeah. yeah. It's a conflict. Okay. People know of the bugs. People know of it. 
that's why you see images of kids stomping on your basic household cockroach, if you if you will. You know, because they know of bugs. You know, bugs are a threat. You know what I mean? Like, like the Taliban was a threat, and we fought them here and there until they took down our towers, and then boom, war. That's kind of what what happened on um, South, what, what, Buenos Aires, whatever you want. I, I can't say the name word, but yeah. So, so that attack in South America is when the Federation said, okay, we're going out on an all-out war. And then they think they know what they're doing, a la Vietnam, to get their asses handed to them. And then that chancellor, that whatever guy, he steps down. And then we got that new person coming in to take over and says, you know, if you want to fight the bug, we have to understand the bug. The sky marshal, yeah. Yeah, sky marshals. And that's when we find out that there's brain bugs and all those other things. Because there's just little fights here and there. Well, you're, uh, they, they make a mention of it in, because in rebellion to the, the Federation, there are secular groups that like to, to do off on their own thing. And because of the uh, technology that they have now, obviously, they're uh, able to kind of branch off and do things. So a lot of religious groups or uh, uh, civilian groups are able in this future to uh, colonize and go off elsewhere, but obviously without the protection of the Federation, making it pretty difficult. And they make mention that there is a Mormon outpost that was on one of the uh, uh, the outer planets that was uh, destroyed by the Arachnids. And um, the Federation was just supporting on it as if to be like, all right, hey, listen, you know, here's some... It's some bad news, but at the same part, like they're civilians, so we really don't give a shit about these people. And it's just kind of right. showing you the, the 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 threat a bit more, and also uh, the separation that is really between this uh, um, this population now. It, it's you know a completely uh, a tier system. So Ryan, when you get into the midway of the film, where the beginning starts, but the midway of the film, where Rico and the rest of the team goes. For that first fight at the night sky, right? To actually fight against the bugs for the first time. Big K. Right? That is the first... Uh, that is like... That's like D-Day, essentially. You know what I mean? So, yeah. since you know this now, does this sit well with you? Or did you like kind of what you had in your head, Beth? Hey, what do you mean? Well, you did not know that... that Because you said that this war that you thought has been going on for generations. And... We just informed you that it just started now because of the conflicts. Do you like that idea that there's been conflicts and now we're getting into the war? Or do you like the idea more of the war being on for generations? I mean, I think the war being on for generations is more interesting. Um, but, I mean, if there's conflicts that have been going on for generations, that suffices that, does that, that you know, what I think is better. But, I mean, it doesn't really change my opinion on what the scene happens, like what happens in the scene and what it accomplishes. Um, I do like, though, one of the one of the things I really liked about the, the combat scenes is they go through this training and you don't really see a whole lot of it. Like, you see them playing laser tag and then throwing knives at, at uh, targets and then they have the live attack of the dummies where where breckenridge gets his head shot off um which is yeah. pretty cool yep um 
but like you don't really see a whole lot of the training but it's just there's a lot of military stuff going on in the background you see them like running and, and doing push-ups and all this stuff and getting dressed down by their superiors and then when they go to f- fight the actual bugs there is no tactics they are just rushing them mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think that, like it's a subtle way to to tell you that like the federation isn't really that good like they're either they're either not good at doing military stuff or they're just dumb which mm-hmm. throws the whole conflict <laughs> into question as to why we're here in the first place because if you notice that first big battle the humans get completely destroyed but then when rico recovers and then him and his friends join uh the roughnecks they're more i would say well equipped because they took down a fucking tank and it was just a platoon compared to what a whole army could do with just regular bugs. But if they have, my question is if they have spaceships, why did they not have any like tactical air support? Well, that was the error of the, that previous Sky Marshal where he just thought it was a good idea just to Zerg rush everything. He's like, oh, let's, let's just get the boot, clean up the boot camps and everything. And let's just send these new recruits down and, and just throw them at it. I, he had thought that basically these, these bugs were just going to, you know, let's just go in there with a rolled up newspaper and start hitting flies. That's what he assumed. Uh, yeah, a la okay. Vietnam. A la Vietnam. Yeah, and because, he yeah. he went in there and he thought that we'll just get, you know, uh, the, the newbies in here, get you know, get some green experience to go in there. And then they underestimated the threat completely got fucking wiped because these bugs are actually very hostile very organized well prepared and well you know smarter than the average bug i guess but then you also saw to answer that question too uh after again when rico uh recovers from his injuries and he's with the roughnecks the first scene is they're on that same planet and then they do send an air support to bomb the air and then it's and then it's Rico and the Roughnecks going in to do cleanup. You remember that? Uh huh. That's where the so, that's yeah. where they start to get you to show sympathy towards the bugs. So that's that's kind of where that comes into play. My favorite uh, sequence in the whole movie is when they go to the compound and they find one of the generals or commanders, or whatever, who is freaking out. Yeah, and the and the actor who played him was just fun, you know. Like when they take the obvious dummy with the hole in the head and say, "You see, you get into their head, and then they kill him." <laughs> they just, sucked his funny. brains out. That's and that's then, perfect. Michael Ironside's uh, just saying that that's a ringtone right there. This is great, and the action sequence in that—that that is a bap. I would, I know you two would disagree with me. But I would say this compound battle with all those hundreds of thousands of bugs and everything is just as good as the as the as the Normandy Beach landing and saving Private Ryan. Those two sequences I think are hand in hand. Seriously. Like that compound is great. Am I the only one that feels this? It, Probably. Yeah. Really? Uh, well, well, really? No, no, no. I, I think you're you're making a mountain out of a molehill. It, it's there's a you're allowed to have that, Jordan. You know, you don't let I anyone take that from you. I, but no, there's there's a moment there where obviously the you know the roughnecks are all all 
mounted and stationed up here. They have tower support, and they're going. But um, you look out and you just see like, I, I mean, this just this sea. You know, you don't even see ground anymore. You, you don't even see terrain. You just see this this never-ending wave, and you just you know, like that's you're not getting out of there. Like that that's a a dooming. Uh, uh, vision and just, just, just seeing that, you know, just kind of seeing the wave just roll in and just take you with the with the undertow, you know, and just suck you under. Um, I'm disappointed. What I would think is that there was munitions in that bunker, and if I saw a sea like that, then I would seriously, I would just have one person designated just to take grenades off everyone's belt and just start chucking them over. Like I, an endless thing of grenades would it would have just been. But again, that it doesn't matter. It probably would have just slowed it down. Well, uh, do we care? Uh, before we get into the brain bug in the end of the show here, do we care about Dizzy's death? Did that did that do anything for us? Because her and Rico got together before that. We saw her breast. Here we go. Do we do we care about her death? Was it deserved? Was it good? Yeah, Ryan, we'll go with you since you've never seen this movie all the way through. Not really. I mean, <laughs> it, like I understand the function of her death, uh, but me feeling empathy that she died, uh, no, I did not care. Eric, how about you, bud? Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't care either. <laughs> but here's the wow. thing: is is that. The, this entire movie is, is is made to seem like any any uh, citizen is expendable. You know, like there's just another uh, a chip for the Federation, and that's why I love this gore. Is just because it's so just like you know, it, it makes you so meaningless because these guys came in here just like yeah, man, we're doing it, we're doing it for the cause, Federation, and they they just just get like completely just thrown to the butcher. And it just, everyone seems like so desensitized. They're just like, oh man, well, that's what you do. That's what happens. Federation, that's what you gotta do for citizenship. Uh, you know, this is the world that we live in. Okay. All right. Fine. Uh, I just, I just, I just like this part of the movie. It did not affect me at all. Uh, but this is where the book begins, Ryan. Just so you know, this whole compound stuff, essentially. This okay. is where the book begins, and then everything else is backstory and goes back and forth. The brain I think, bug. But I well, let's go back to Dizzy's death. I think it would have. I think I would have enjoyed it more, or like it would have had more of an impact on me if we didn't. If they didn't do like the stereotypical, you know, mid battle, everything's good. Oh wait, no, uh, don't turn around thing. Behind you. Um, yeah, I think if 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 they would have done it, done her death in a different way, I think it might have had more impact. It's like it's like watching um, in Game of Thrones. When the um, oh man, when they attacked the oh, I put the reference out there and I can't remember any of the names. So anyways, when Jon Snow is defending the whatever the the black thing, what's it called, Eric? Wait, the Battle of the Bastards? Are you talking about? No, not the Battle of the Bastards. Black has, that, Castle Black. They, Castle Black. When he's defending it from the people north of the Wall, um, not not the Icemen. God, I feel really stupid for not remembering the, the White anyways, Walkers. Not the White Walkers, but the, the wildlings. The, the wildlings—that's the term. And uh, you have the the redhead that he's in love with, right? And they they get into the fight, and then they see each other from across the battlefield. There's the stop in action as they look at each other, look at each other, and then oh. Ollie shoots her with an arrow. Yeah, fuck Ollie. Yeah, like that. 
was doing so great and then they had that moment and same reaction here is like well fuck she deserved it yeah all right it's just I, I well i agree with it it's just one of those where i i think again like every every character is expendable except for johnny rico who gets brought back to life yeah i don't yeah okay uh we get to the brain bug at the end we find out in this movie uh, that the bugs uh, are organized because there is a giant tick vagina slug bug uh, that sucks your brains out, literally, and that's how it gets smart. Ryan, what do you think of the brain bug? I like it. I like the design of it. I like the uh, function of it. I think it's pretty cool uh, when the proboscis comes out and jams into uh, Xander's head because I think we can all agree Xander's probably the biggest douche in movie history. Uh, so yeah, his death yeah. was very satisfying. And uh, yeah, I, brutal, I like the bug. I actually actually felt bad because they looked painful as fuck. Yeah. Looked like uh, looked, not, not, not a good actor, time. The actor, I thought, did a good job dealing with what he had to deal with, you know, as this acting in this. Because I was watching with my wife uh, two nights before this recording here, two nights ago. And I, and, and, and seeing this a hundred times, I knew what was going to happen. But every time when that brain bug stabs him in the top of the head and he just gives up that yelp, you know, I just kind of like, oh, God. God, that just, that just seems like, that just seems this absolutely painful and then his cheeks get sucked in and just oh my god because you can feel every inch of that i bet every single second i bet you feel that yeah maybe for like three seconds i don't know he acted like he felt everything no what's if you when it's your brain then you know you you kind of lose you only get like three seconds there was uh oh goodness who was it is is the guillotine where someone asked, uh, just like, I need you to blink after you cut off your head, because you are, you still have oxygen in your head, and the cut off, uh, the guy cut off his head, he was, able, he was able to blink twice, but not the third time. So, so you get a few seconds of, uh, you know. Well, three seconds of absolute pain. It, it seemed horrible. And then Neil Patrick Harris comes in with, he's afraid, and, and they will fight. And they will win. That's what the movie says. Uh, uh, Eric, I'll go with you first. What is going to be your popular rating for Starship Troopers? I kind of know what this one's going to be, but yeah, this is, a, this is a large bag for me. I, listen, this this movie is just uh, it's fun. Um, I just think it's just playful. It really, it, it's just reminds me of just I don't know, just, just imagination, just just playing as a kid, like uh, to give you some big guns. Uh, give me some non-human uh, bad guys, so I don't that feel bad about killing them. Of course, um, make it uh, sloppy, make it goopy, a lot of blood, a lot of guts. Um, just obey orders, sir. And the whole trooper mentality of just you know getting promoted every time you survive. I guess a battle is uh, really all Johnny Rico is doing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah. He's yeah, like, right. well, he took down that tanker, but then so sort of did. But then again, she also died. So, but I guess that I'm trying to say it's pretty easy. If you can just throw a, a grenade in its mouth, and that's all you really need to do, and they'll just eat it. Like it's, it seems to be pretty easy. Uh, 
But uh, again, it, I think it's just a playful movie. There, there is a bit of obviously um, uh, uh, some underlying satire that is just all over this movie. The way they um, highlight that, but I, I think it's just a fun, it's, it's just a fun romp. It's a fun piece, man. Like the the characters, you don't really have to fear, you know, uh, feel too much for. Um, they're they're there to shoot, there to die. So large bag with me. Uh, I like me some Starship Troopers. The uh, the other one sucked, but this one was fun. Yeah, that's right. Number two sucked, and number three, Casper Van Dien comes back, and it's not good either. Uh, okay, so right off the bat, I want to make this as short as I can because I got some opinions on this one. Um, I'm gonna give this one a large because I think it's strictly nostalgia. I saw this in 1997 when I was 10, and I, I, I was in love with it because of what a 10-year-old would love. And I guess this has grown with me now. But if I can sit there, and all the movies that we reviewed in Movie Guys podcast so far, can I sit here and actually say that this is actually 100% deserving of a large bag? Is this legitimately a good movie? It's not a good movie. No. It, it really isn't. The acting is really, really bad. They're very one-note characters. The CG is good for what it was in 97. But it's just not a good movie. Like, if you would say, is RoboCop a good movie? Yeah, RoboCop's a good movie. But there's just a lot of shit in this. And a lot of stuff happens that just doesn't make sense uh, watching it for this review. Uh, But I think it's just that nostalgia. It just came out at the right time when I was at the right age. And, like, when people say Rugrats is horrible and I say, no, you're stupid, and then I try to show my daughter Rugrats a month ago, I'm like, this is garbage. What the fuck? You know, it's kind of that whole thing. So it's it's not great, but it's just fun nostalgia from a 10-year-old Jordan aspect. But it is fun. And that's what uh, that's what I'm here for. It's just good old fashioned trooper fun. Ryan, I've been waiting all podcast to hear from you on this one, but I've been waiting all episode. What do you give Starship Troopers? I'll give it a medium bag. It's I I actually think it's a pretty decent movie. Um, I think that I I, I purchased the the twentieth anniversary four K like Ultra HD Blu-ray. Um, I recently purchased a region free Blu-ray. Uh, 4K Blu-ray player, really having fun with that. Um, but watching that on my um, my 4K TV, uh, I thought because I had heard that the special effects were kind of ropey because uh, from '97. But watching them on my 4K TV, they, I thought they looked fine. I, I didn't see anything bad about the CGI. I think the spaceships, some of the spaceship sequences, are kind of iffy. But like they use, I think he uses models and CGI very well mm-hmm. in the movie, and I think the bugs, even when they're like racing towards, like the hordes are racing towards the stuff, it doesn't look bad at all, especially for the time. And I think overall, the movie actually like looks pretty, pretty good, like pretty decent. Like there's some rough edges, uh, mostly because it's like the desert settings and stuff like that. But if it it's, it doesn't feel like it doesn't look bad. Um, but yeah, I, I can understand why people write like they can write this off as just a like a dumb space movie because it does. If if you look at just the acting and the, like the storyline for the most part, it's not very good. But I think a lot of I think that plays into a lot of the satirical elements. Like we 
we've we've brushed on about how um, they go through all this tactical training, but their first the first time they go in, they they just get destroyed and all this stuff. And there's there's some things with like the musical score where when they finally do meet the bugs, like it goes from like this triumphant sort of battle uh, orchestral thing to just vanishing, and they like they, they kind of lose their shit and they get killed. Um, and there's like there's dumb stuff where you have thirty year old high school kids, uh, <laughs> white people growing up in Buenos Aires, um, playing but, football. We never talked about the football scene. Yeah, like their their football is like a gymnastic sport, which is strange. It's like arena football mixed yeah. with gymnastics. Um, right. But again, gender neutral because Dez is the quarterback of the team, um, or Diz, what her name is. Um, but yeah, I. I enjoyed it. I, I think this is a pretty decent movie. Would you see the sequels? Um, probably not, because I know that almost every movie that Paul Verhoeven's directed that has a sequel, they're not like the sequels aren't highly regarded. Like Basic Instinct Two, uh, um, Hollow Man Two. I don't think Total Recall has a sequel, but like RoboCop Two, all those. Nah, I probably wouldn't. Well, there's a bunch of like uh. uh... CGI kind of animated uh, series of Starship Troopers. It really it had expanded into its own uh, story. I mean, there's a whole Roughneck series um, about it. It's it's you know they they get into it and again it's more of the same. It's just kind of silly. Where like these characters, we really don't need to know a whole lot about these characters. We're in it because we want to see some troopers fight some bugs, nuke nuke a bug hole. Kill a lot of dead bugs. Yeah, the, uh, number two is made me turn on the franchise. And the basic plot of number two, Ryan, is Ron Perlman is the star. Hellboy. And it is pretty much a ripoff of Alien. Not Aliens, Alien. Where um, a group of soldiers are in an outpost trapped but there are mind bugs, and one of them is a bug. So it's like the thing mixed with alien. Okay. That's literally what it is. Like, there's no big battles. There's no arachnids. There's no brain bugs. There's no flying. There's nothing. It's just Ron Perlman and, like, eight troopers in an outpost, and one of them is a bug disguised as a human yeah never have i ever wanted casper van dean to come back and then he did and you're just like oh yeah casper and, and yeah i don't even know how number three goes i remember watching probably five minutes of it i turned it off but casper van dean and that in in, in in the third movie he gets like a mech suit and he goes against like this gigantic mega bug that controls everything. Kind of like the Grave Digger in Halo with the Flood, if you're a nerd like that. Not, n- n- Ryan, not good. It's not a good, lot. It, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. We didn't talk about the psychic uh, party there because um, that's a movie only thing. What one? Which one? The psychic part? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but that's. that's <laughs> okay. We'll just leave it at that then. All right. Well, we hope everybody enjoyed our discussion of Starship Troopers. I had a great time with this one. 
Uh, if you are in our age group, I'm sure this is an episode for you to listen to because you grew up with this movie just like we did. And next week, we're going to continue our forever long uh, 80s hard R teen sex comedies. Next week, we're going to start uh, again. Our second episode is with Porky's, a movie I have not seen in probably a decade. I've not seen this in a very long time. So I'm really excited to see this. And then stay tuned because for the first week of July, we'll be coming back with the king of Staten Island. And uh, more will come away. Uh, Eric and Ryan, thank you so much for joining me in this discussion. And we'll be back next week for Porky's. So have a good night.